TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. And now, you're listening to TalkLine with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. Welcome back to the program, Mom. Zev Brenner, part of our ongoing mayoral forum series. We have all the major mayoral candidates who want to be mayor of New York City. With us right now is Andrew Yang. He ran for president. Now he's running for mayor of New York. Andrew, thank you for joining us. How are things going? It's going phenomenally well. Thank you for having me, Zev. Uh, been thrilled with the level of support we're seeing all over New York City, but very grateful for uh, all of the people in Williamsburg, Borough Park, Kew Garden Hills, and Staten Island who've been coming out to the campaign. Uh, we have to deliver real change to the people and families here in New York City. Uh, and this campaign is poised to win. It's exciting. So how would you pull it off? Where you got all the different Hasidic groups usually don't band together. You got them, especially the Bubba and the Sop and the other groups in Borough Park and Williamsburg and elsewhere. How did you pull that off? I think part of it was that Kalman Yeager, Dan Rosenthal, and uh, Simka Eichenstein uh, came behind the campaign, and obviously they, they command a lot of respect. Uh, but a lot of it also is to sit down with the rabbis and leaders in the community and talking about, uh, our vision for the city, uh, my deep respect for the way that your community is educating uh, your children, uh, and the fact that we have to deliver real public safety and security to the families here in New York. So people just saw in me someone who could uh, help make New York City a place they're excited about for their families. Uh, I'm so grateful. Now, for a while, you were unified. There are two groups of the sophomore Hasidic dynasty, they're not always on the same page. You got them to be on the same page, at least for a limited part of the time. So th- that was pretty impressive how you were able to pull it off. Well, sitting down with people uh, and the leadership has been a joy for me, really. Uh, and receiving their support has been a privilege that I look forward to living up to. Um, but uh, it, the historical significance is not lost on me. Uh, I feel very, very grateful. Were you upset that one of the groups pulled away, the, the Aroni group and endorsed Eric Adams, originally part of the coalition? Uh, I, I think that some people have had a long-standing relationship with Eric. In some cases, having a long-standing relationship with Eric has actually uh, led people to support me. <laughs> but but there are, there are people that, uh, you know, uh, felt obligated, and I respect that. Now... What's your relationship with Eric Adams and some of the other candidates? Because it's a crowded field, and it got a little nasty towards the end, right? Well, I was endorsed this week by the Police Captains Union, which is a group that Eric has been a part of for years and years, the people that know him best. And I think that speaks volumes about the kind of person and leader Eric is when the people that know him best decided to endorse me, a relative newcomer. Uh, I, I don't believe that Eric uh, would make uh, the right mayor of New York City, uh, I'm, I'm determined to, to give our city the kind of leadership it deserves. Now, so I assume you're not going to rank him as number two on your list of that you recommend for people. Who would, you rec- who would you rank as number two that people should put down when they cast the votes? I like Catherine Garcia. I find her to be a, a very reasonable, uh, rational person. Um, she's moderate on most all of the issues that the Orthodox Jewish community cares about. Uh, she'd be my number two recommendation. And she told me she was pleased by it, but she said she wants to be number one. I guess everybody wants to be number one, right? Everyone wants to be number one, but <laughs> I, I have to say, having voted myself, the ranked choice voting ballot does make you feel very 
uh, in control and powerful. <laughs> where, where you get to it's something different. Uh, would you be concerned? They're saying that we may not see the results of the election till July. That may be a possibility. That is probably what's going to happen, and it is not ideal. I certainly love those occasions when they're counting the votes that night and everyone knows who won. Uh, it's likely that we're going to have to wait for a number of weeks even. Uh, and so uh, people should be prepared for that. Uh, results can change significantly because so many second, third, fourth choices are going to be counted uh, after election night. Uh, but I wish that we knew who won on Tuesday night. Uh, you know, uh, but I, I don't think that we should expect that. And, uh, unfortunately, I agree with you. I, I'd love to see we know the winner to have everybody in a cliffhanger for a number of weeks this doesn't it's not great but i guess that's the disadvantages of ranked choice voting one of the disadvantages of that so a few moments ago andrew you mentioned about the Hasidic community you got a lot of support there and i think the paper said the reason being is yeshivas 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 so tell us about your position because the whole issue that's upsetting a lot in the ultra-orthodox community is they feel the government should not be regulating the secular studies in the yeshiva that should be up to the administration to to be involved. What's your position? I'm a parent myself. I've got two boys who are eight and five, and I know how difficult it is to educate one's children. The way that the Jewish community has invested resources and time and energy in schools that work for you, uh, to me, is something that we should be deferential and grateful towards. And when I say grateful, I mean uh, in part because if all of the Orthodox families in New York City decided to send their kids to a public school, it would nearly bankrupt the city <laughs> very, 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 very quickly. <laughs> well, by, 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 by the way, that's my position. I said this to some Jewish leaders. If we got together in the Jewish community with the Catholic schools, maybe the Muslim schools, and on September 1st or whenever the first day of school is a register of 50,000, 60,000 kids, you would have automatic tuition tax relief. So the question I have for you, Andrew, was what can we do? Because I believe the city is paying 18,000. I heard the figures as high as 24,000 to educate each child. If you send your kid to yeshiva parochial school you don't get the benefit of that and on top of that you're paying that amount of tuition it's like double taxation what can we do what would you do to relieve that tuition burden on a lot of not just jewish but muslim and christian parents as well the, the number i've seen in terms of the investment per child in public school is a bit higher than what you just said Deb. i think the number uh, is twenty-seven thousand wow. child per year wow uh now, I, I want to talk a little bit uh, about my experience visiting various yeshiva schools. Uh, I asked the students a very simple question, an essential question, which is, do you like your school? Do you love your school? And every time I've asked that question, uh, the children have unanimous, unanimously and quickly responded, we love our school. Uh, and that's a very, very different picture than if you go to the average New York City public school. How fast can I get home? <laughs> yeah, also right now the school probably doesn't even have children in it uh, half the time or half the kids aren't there. Uh, so uh, I think that's very telling. I mean, that's the most simple question you can ask. Uh, um, I want to do everything I can to be a partner to communities that are educating their children in a way that works for you. Um, uh, I think that we can do more as a city, whether it's making it easier for you to build and expand, uh, whether we can include the Orthodox Jewish community and some of the programs that, that the city uh, provides for children 
and students uh, on basic levels. Uh, but uh, that, that's my goal, is to be a better partner. Uh, and in some cases, that can involve uh, covering costs that right now are borne by your community. That's very important to parents. Now, with COVID, you didn't have, you had very little in-school learning in public schools, but in yeshivas and lots of other schools, you had that. So that probably part of the problem why people are upset with the public school system is because in-school learning is not the same as Zoom learning. That's exactly right. And again, I'm a public school parent. Kids have been at home, and they don't learn nearly as well at home. We need to get kids back in school. That's another experience I had visiting yeshiva schools, is they were full. Uh, my children's school has been either completely empty or mostly empty this entire year, and it's been uh, a mis- miserable failure for families and kids. And, and so it does frustrate me when people talk about what's happening in the yeshiva schools because we should be paying, or the government should be paying attention to the schools that the government is solely responsible for and funding that are failing people, why would we be paying attention to a school in a, in a community that is educating its kids in, in a way that it is working for them as opposed to the schools that we're responsible for, that you, know, you, can, you see that there are massive problems with? So I, I'm not sure exactly why there's this unfairness uh, towards the, the Jewish community on this front. Does that mean you're sending your kids from public school to yeshiva? Well, I visited a number of schools, but I have to say, made made that a very real consideration. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it could be arranged. We could arrange for that. Now, during the time of COVID, the Jewish community, the Orthodox Jewish community especially, came under attack even from the governor. Um, And it's part of a pattern. We see a lot of anti-Semitism. So I'd like to get your reaction about that and also from the governor's, what he said about, you know, the community. There was unnecessary tension. And if you want to get people to cooperate, you shouldn't be attacking them. I want to be a partner uh, to the Jewish community. uh, And and I think that singling you out in this way uh, is not the right approach at all. Uh, and if you look right now at the things we should be be paying attention to, again, there are problems all over the city, from public safety to our schools not being uh, functioning to the trash that's piling up uh, to the issues on the subways and transportation. We have so many problems uh, uh, that, in my mind, should be much, much more pressing uh, than anything that, that uh, the Jewish community has been uh, involved with. with and again, we need to be trying to support you and yours. Right now, public safety and the rise of anti-Semitism is a crisis that I want to do everything in our power to address. And that starts with having the right relationship with law enforcement, which is, again, why I'm so proud to have been endorsed by the Police Captains Union uh, this past week. This is the kind of unity that the people of New York have been waiting for uh, in terms of law enforcement and the mayor and the people being on the same page. So should we be defunding the police or refunding the police? We need to go on a recruitment drive to uh, replace some of the police officers that right now are retiring, in part because the morale is so low in the NYPD. Defunding the police is certainly not the right approach. Uh, it, and I don't know if there are people in the Jewish community that would, uh, that, that would enjoy this, but uh, if you want to join the NYPD, I mean, you know, we, we need people. <laughs> no, they, 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 they want to recruit, but I'll tell you, I'm sitting on a story, which I haven't broken yet, because uh, I want to get verification of, of an Orthodox Jewish police officer who keeps the Sabbath during the BLM riots about a number of months ago. Because there's such a shortage, he was forced to work on the Jewish Sabbath. 
I want to recruit Orthodox Jewish officers, and they would never be required to work on the Sabbath. I think that is uh, sacrosanct and very reasonable. Um, but I want to recruit Orthodox Jewish officers because I think that would be tremendous. Now, by the way, I like the fact that you put Hasidim in some of your TV commercials. Whose idea was that? Well, it was just very natural because I was spending so much time in the community, and, and, and so we were just taking footage from the people I'd interacted with. But I have to say, I was very pleased when I saw it myself. <laughs> no, I, I, I took notice. when Whenever I see Hasidim in, in TV commercials, I take notice of that. Does this mean that if elected mayor, you're going to have a glot kosher kitchen in Gracie Mansion? Well, certainly I want to be able to accommodate people that come and visit. Uh, but uh, I'll be very easy to get a hold of for uh, people in your community as mayor. Uh, and, and one of the joys of this campaign is that I don't have a ton of special interest to answer to. Uh, this is, in many ways, a campaign uh, that's going to energize the communities who have been on the outside looking in uh, for far too long where our government has been concerned. Uh, I want to get our government working for us, uh, the people and families of, of New York City. Uh, and so you and yours are going to be very welcome uh, at Gracie in City Hall, and I'll, I'll be no stranger. Uh, I, you know, I can't wait to come back as mayor. Now, before every election, it used to be that candidates had to go to the three eyes: Israel, Ireland, and Italy. Obviously, with COVID, this year didn't happen. Have you been to Israel? I have committed to making Israel my first international trip as mayor, uh, and my wife can't wait to go, too. I discussed it with her, so uh, it's going to be my first trip. I'm very excited about it. No, it should be fun, and it's, and it's a great country. Can you just clarify, because there was some confusion that during the terrorist attacks on Israel, where they had 11 days of warfare with Israel and Hamas, came out with a very, very strong statement. The media reported that you walked it somewhat back. So I just want to get clarity where your position is regarding the terrorism that was launched against Israel during the recent uh, war. I support... Uh, the people of Israel and take very seriously the fact that the mayor of New York City is going to be the mayor of a city that houses the largest Jewish population outside of Israel. I did not uh, walk that back in the least. Uh, I, I released uh, a second statement talking about my pain for uh, everyone who's affected by the conflict, which is uh, which I know is something that everyone shares. Uh, everyone wants peace. Uh, no one wants people to suffer. Everybody wants peace, and that's true. The problem is, is when you're dealing with terrorists, whether it's in Gaza or in Afghanistan, is they don't respect human life. You know, I'm reminded of the story. There's a Jewish tale, which I think you'll find interesting, Andrew, about somebody who kills his parents, and then he asks the court for leniency on the grounds that he's an orphan. So you have Hamas that launched the war, and then asks, you know, for compassion because people were killed, but they're the ones that launched the war. So we have to just be vigilant to fight terrorism wherever it is, whether it's in Iran or in Gaza, wherever it might show its uh, its ugly head that's unfortunate that we have we live in such a world today it it, it is unfortunate and tragic um i agree now before we let you go crime in new york city i know we were talking about putting more police on the beat but we're seeing the squeegee we're seeing the homeless especially in the upper west side of manhattan so what can we do to bring new york back because a lot of people have moved out especially in manhattan you walk around certain parts it's almost a ghost town now summertime things are coming back a little bit what can we do to revitalize new york i agree that people are leaving new york city and we have to turn it around uh it starts with public safety 
we have too many mentally ill homeless people on the streets of New York right now, and we have to get them into better environments. Uh, half of the anti-Asian attacks in New York City have been by mentally ill people who should not be on our streets. So these issues are overlapping, and some of the issues that affect the Jewish community are affecting the Asian community uh, in similar ways. Uh, families don't tend to protest. They just leave uh, when they don't feel safe on the streets or, or uh, on the subways. So this is my top priority, is to see to it that everyone who wants to enjoy their neighborhood and quality of life is able to do so. Uh, I will dramatically reduce the number of people who are homeless and mentally ill on our streets. Uh, they need to be in better environments. Now, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I was walking out on a Jewish holiday like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and a woman starts chasing me for money, and Orthodox Jews, we don't carry money on a holiday. And it was 4 o'clock, and she says, I just got out of the mental institution. I need money. And this is the problem. They just they should be getting care. They shouldn't just be let loose on the streets of New York, which creates a situation, like you said, people want to move out. They don't want to stay. They vote with their feet. Yes, and, and this should not be politicized to the extent that it has been. I don't know if, if people are keeping track of this, but I made a similar statement at uh, the debate the other night, um, and some people have criticized me for it, but I believe it is the right thing for New York, and I think that most New Yorkers agree that the people who are on our streets are mentally ill should be in better environments. Absolutely, because they're the ones that should not be living on the streets, and we feel compassion for them. They should be getting the care. Would you revitalize Thrive New York? That seems to have seemed like a good idea, but the money, the billion dollars, seem to have disappeared in thin air. The idea of getting New Yorkers uh, mental uh, health resources they need is a good idea, but the execution was flawed, to say the least. Uh, so to me, we need to be rebuilding the stock of psych beds, and then we need to get homeless people who are not going to self-select and raise their hand and say, I need help, uh, to those psych beds, <laughs> even if, you know, like, it, like they, they may not self-identify, but many of them are in clear need. Uh, they may be in distress uh, or unresponsive uh, or, in some cases, drawing attention to themselves. Um, so that is the challenge ahead of us. But it is a solvable challenge as long as you have the right leadership and will. We have the resources. We just need to invest them. And, and you know who has said something similar to me are the police captains and the officers, where they say they want to help make the city safe. They just need the right leader in City Hall, and they've chosen me to be that leader. Here's my final question, which is the toughest question of the interview, Andrew. You've been on the campaign trail, and you've got a lot of different ethnic groups and traced some of their delicacies and foods. What is your favorite kosher food that you've eaten on the campaign trail? Well, I, I had this uh, flatbread um, that, that was like a pizza variant um, at a kosher restaurant, um, and it was delightful. Um, I, I, I wish I had, like, a better description of it, but people listening to this might know what I'm talking about. <laughs> not not <laughs> matzo, right? Is it... Like a, a, it was a flatbread pizza, uh, and it was delicious. Oh, was it matzo or it had something on it? It had something on it. Okay. No, terrific. I, I, it's interesting to see all the different reactions from various candidates to what their favorite Jewish food is. Sandra Young, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. I want to thank David Schwartz for helping arrange for the interview. So thank you, and thank you for being part of our show. Thank you, Zev. Appreciate it. Everyone get out and vote. Let's 
deliver some real change and results to the people of New York. Grateful to all of you. But by the way, Andrew, how do you get people to go out to vote? I suspect very few people are going to elect the next mayor. It's going to be a very small number. How do we get them motivated to go out and vote? Well, you're a big part of it. Anyone listening to this, you should know your family's future in New York City depends upon your making your voice heard. Uh, and you can vote on Sunday. You don't have to wait until Tuesday. Uh, the lines will be shorter on Sunday, too. So you can just uh, find your polling place uh, and cast your ballot on Sunday, and then you can wait for the results uh, to come in later in the week. Andrew, thank you. Look forward to having you back again. Yeah, I would love that, Dev. Hey, thank you. Shalom. Talk line radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best. To advertise on the Talkline network and Talkline's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, please call 212-769-1925, extension 100. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at talklinenetwork.com. Thanks for listening. For continuous Jewish programs, talklinenetwork.com or our 24-hour-a-day listen line at 641-741-0389. For past shows, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms or jewishpodcast.org. Thanks for listening to the talklinenetwork.com.